1: I sort of crushed on Jack Quaid. As we conversed, I couldn't decide if I felt like a grandmother or a middle schooler. What I do know is that Jack's career has taken off. He is in full swing his good guy not into violence character on the boys has evolved into something a bit more participatory, shall we say? On the lower decks, he is smashing as the voice of the earnest high achiever. And I cannot wait to see him in Christopher Nolan's 2023 film Oppenheimer. And yes, while his parents gifted him with acting DNA, it is because of his own hard work and discipline that innate talent has grown exponentially in the past five years. He is a very creative fellow, always collaborating and generating new projects with friends as he continues to become a Hollywood favorite. Enjoy the episode.
0: where, so do, where this do you is are you you're
1: gonna be. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be perfect. But I, I wanted to maybe, just before we did it. Wow, wow. That's okay. crazy. Well, you know.
0: That's perfect. <laughs> also, like, legit love these hats. Oh, They're thank great. You. I'm a big, big hat. Person. You're a big hat person? Yeah. How long off. have you been doing this, by the way?
1: This podcast? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I'm a complete neophyte. I've done 15 episodes. You're doing pretty well. Look at
0: this. Look at this. Yeah,
1: right. Well, I I had a studio at home, mm-hmm. but I'm having remodeling done, so I never know about the noise. Of course, then the School of Rock is right next door, so you never know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which is really perfect yeah. for podcasts. Right? It's perfect. Yeah, yeah that's, that's totally. The great,
0: that's the best, <laughs> best conditions possible. But no, first I want to say- <laughs> Yes.
1: I love- I won't compliment you too much because that's just embarrassing and stupid. But
0: d- d- you d- d- are d- d- thank you.
1: <laughs> you are so open and present. Oh, okay. and I saw that at Comic Con, and you and Tawny. There's just something that I'm like, wow, this is the next generation, and it's freaking cool.
0: It's mm. great. Oh, that that literally means the world coming from you. Like, I think Tani and I were kind of blown away by just getting to, it's weird because we do that show and we do it kind of in a vacuum because it's an animated show. You know, we don't really get to meet anyone else really in the Star Trek universe unless it's an, an occasion like that. So right. just getting to meet, like, you know, our show takes place in like the, the same time that, that your show took place. And it's just so cool to actually get to meet you guys because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's huge. It's really gigantic. It's like, I remember I did Comic-Con the year before the pandemic or something like 2019. And it was the first time doing all that like Hall H stuff and like announcing, like Lower Decks wasn't out yet, but getting to meet like, I met Brent. Uh, I, I think Patrick's, Patrick was like in the room, but it was just cool to just be in the room with him. <laughs> but then like the same goes for like meeting you recently it was so cool and you know, it was well, just everybody's such, a, such really, a blast.
1: Everyone's really nice. Having conventions is the fun part besides meeting fans and, and you know, all of that. It's great to be in the green room with some people from the different shows, and you're just hanging out. And it can be all kinds of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know who Wally Sean is? Yes. Okay, so Wally, who I run into occasionally at these conventions, Wally was lived on my street in New York really? City. I lived in New York City for 22 years, and we were both on 16th Street. And um, I saw the very first play he ever wrote and was directed by Andre Gregory in a classroom at wow. Tisch
0: i went to TIS. i know when there did you go. go
1: because i have friends who taught there i taught at the <laughs> really? like, i taught at the grad school
0: for like five years that wow wait because because earlier, earlier you said like you were like you were you're a movement teacher yeah. you, you taught what you taught what i taught there? clown you taught clown of course you did that's awesome that's so cool that's like one of the hardest things to do um exactly is is clowning i've never actually taken a, a clown class but i i went there uh, I respect the people that do, and I respect the people that teach it. Um, <laughs> no, no, don't. I, I, uh, I went there. Uh, would have been my first year was twenty ten.
1: Um, I think the last class I taught was. I might be wrong. Was it Cameron Mannheim and Rain Wilson's class and Marsha Jean Hart? Rain Wilson
0: had a class there. Yeah. Cool.
1: Um, he would come in and watch some of the clown classes yeah. is what it was. I mean, yeah. Oh, really? His first show that he did of comedy was definitely oh, based was on the improvs. Oh, when he there, is what you're right. saying? Right, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought, like, Because yeah. I know, like, because you jumped in, you were you were a teacher. I know, like, there's been other teachers that are, like, just established actors who come and teach right, at NYU right. as well. Um, but I had a great time there. I didn't do... I, I know you I... You were I, undergrad? I was undergrad. Okay. Uh, and, and to be very honest with you, I did not graduate but I uh, I'm no. sorry <laughs> <But> no no <laughs> I like have a lot of to students. An NYU teacher now I'm like that's I'm hilarious. sorry I didn't <laughs> I didn't graduate no no um, that's
1: hilarious because I, I had several students who were so gifted they just went off they got I got it it's no problem
0: and I'm- that's exactly why I left I was like I'm so gifted I need to leave. <laughs> No, I, <laughs> I right you are I, I just had a blast though I what I mostly did I never did a play I had I was in drama school uh, which was great, but I never did a play because I got into this thing called Hammercats. Was Hammercats a thing Not, when you were there? I didn't know it, no. It's basically, it's a club, but it's- it's Is like it improv? The, yeah, it's like the sketch comedy group. Oh, great. Um, so all I did, I think that's why Tanya and I get along so well, because she kind of comes from the improv world, I come from the sketch world, and we- See,
1: I come from the improv world, and I love it. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think everybody needs to have classes in improvisation and they don't have to be the kind that, that you always see at the groundlings or something
0: no they don't it's um, crazy I like just the stuff that i've seen Tani come up with off the, off the top of her head is just like remarkable it's so it's i mean i've done a bit of improv but none nothing like what she's done i mean she she's she's really she was oh, yeah, full yeah, she's, on like second yeah. city chicago like that kind but, of But
1: but you have and she has an intrinsic openness that you're not, um, you don't have lots of defensive shields that are. I mean, we all have defenses, but sure, yours are less oh, thank present you. than others. It really makes a difference because you have to kind of. There's a great book called "The Smile at the Foot of the Ladder" by Henry Miller. It's okay. beautiful. It's about a clown, and so it's, sur- it's the gift of surrender. It's mm. just like not being afraid of failure, because only when you're in failure can you understand how to get how to take charge of that audience and it yeah. just starts to happen because you're so vulnerable and open yeah and suddenly you realize like everybody's writing books about it now of how vulnerability is a strength. absolutely you, yeah. you know
0: yeah. yeah no that's the oh, man i kind of wish i did take a, i should take a clowning class honestly yeah you, you is, know
1: i think you should quit the boys and quit all no, the shows no yeah I'm yeah just, <laughs> it's I all think.
0: about i'm gonna be a clown now <laughs> um today i'm a clown but it's uh no it's just it's so it's so cool and i, I love that it's just you out there, uh just it's totally vulnerable, totally raw. And you're sometimes you completely fail at making people laugh or right. enjoy themselves. And you just have to push through. You that. have to push through it. That's, that's it. That's, that's like the, the, the strength that I think you gain with that kind of work. And I think I I think that'd be beneficial for me. I think it'd be beneficial for anyone. Well, I think but, it's the
1: same thing, even if you're on stage doing a play. It's not the same way always with camera, but then I'm not as, as familiar as I am with theater. But in theater, like some cue can go wrong. You're oh, yeah. thinking, oh fuck, oh my God. And your heart is pounding. And if you can just push through it, the audience is actually riveted. You have yeah. never had them in more control than yeah. at that moment. No, like
0: that's, that's, <laughs> I do I do this uh, other cartoon and anytime I uh, do a take, well, one of the producers just goes, that's the juice. And I think <laughs> that is the juice because yeah no that's my that's been my favorite uh, anytime I've ever seen anything live if something goes wrong that's when I am the most riveted that's why I like sketch comedy is because something will inevitably go wrong, go wrong. Yeah. and that's why I like doing anything yeah uh, even when you are filming something I mean you're trying to control every variable but sometimes things go wrong that's and it. sometimes they can use it and that's the best
1: that's it even like when you are so exhausted and you're like oh god You know, I was doing cloud nine in New York and I'm like, I don't want, we had two shows on Friday. We'd finish and we'd be called half hour for the next show. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to do it. I'm just too tired. And as soon as you start, if you just go with, I'm tired, all of a sudden, I don't know. It's like letting go of defenses and it's really hard. It really is. But you're just trying not to
0: deny what's, what's there. You have to accept it. If you're tired, be tired. Yeah, and and, and then we are find find a way to work that, and it'll make it fresh.
1: Back to your compliments. I mean, I think you are such an. Imp- <laughs> I thought we were done with the. Compliments. No, no, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna just thank drill this into you.
0: No, but so this you- means all this. This means the world coming from you, especially. <laughs> you so Thank have,
1: you for this. You have such a combination of your mom and dad in the best possible way. It's like amazing. I'm not even <laughs> talking about physical, but I'm really yeah, into yeah. that. But what you have that your mom was so brilliant at. She was so mm-hmm. there and she had that open excitement and vulnerability. She was such a listener. And then you have this face that has some of your dad that can get more <laughs> like you know, squinch in more and like yeah, 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 and it can turn and it's like, how cool is that?
0: I am such a genuine fan of both of their work. And you um, should be, yeah. Yeah. They're no, awesome. like they are they're, totally they're awesome. incredible. Um Yeah, my mom is a really good listener.
1: It's not something everybody does. You have to listen with intention.
0: Yeah, you can tell even in film you can t- when they have the option to like cut in between people you can tell who's yeah. listening <laughs> funny true. i feel like that's kind of my role on the boys is like just to react to the things around me like that's kind of what the character is about carl urban yeah. come on yeah what? man he's amazing
1: he's friendly to everyone there's no arrogance about him it's just lovely No,
0: he's great and i know he's uh, he's buddies with you guys right he's buddies with yeah, the yeah he is crew. he's just
1: he's just great
0: no he's awesome he really I mean, I've learned a lot from him. I've I've had to, you know, do a lot of scenes with him. And you know, when I was starting that show, I was I was pretty green. I I had done some stuff, but nothing in like being a like a lead on a show. It was it was just it's been great every season to learn more and more and more from him. And just when you think that you can't possibly learn more, he'll teach you something else. Um, and he's just been so great and so kind and so wonderful and. Very much leads that cast in a really cool way. I, I think like we've definitely become a family in Toronto. I, it could be the, the opposite situation. I could be like, oh, I feel trapped with these people, and I feel like I can't. Well, it but is a drag and great. it
1: does happen. But you know, this may or may not be true. But like Terry um, Metalis on Picard, and meeting your producer on the lower decks. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike is just
0: oh yeah, Mike McMahon And is and just
1: meeting the greatest. producers, they seem so much more down to earth. And I'm wondering, is that the age thing? Because people were not sort of that way. There was like, hmm. I am a producer and keep a distance. Hmm. There was much more of that feeling. And these people are just so friendly and nice
0: and open. Yeah, well, I think especially with Star Trek, what's what's great is that I think a lot of the people in charge of the you know the franchise now were gigantic fans of the show growing okay, up. Okay, that's a great. So point. I, I mean, at least I know from Mike's perspective, like I am continuously so proud of Mike McMahon and so happy for him because this is a guy that grew up watching nothing but TNG wow. <laughs> and and just d- devouring it and, and loving it so much and getting into the little nitty gritty details with his friends. You know, he created a Twitter account, basically pitching uh, episodes of TNG that never aired. And then wow. just got his own Star Trek show. Like the biggest Star Trek fan got his own Star Trek show where he gets to, you know, Lower Decks is so referential with everything. And it's just like, Putting a microscope up to the little minute details of the Star Trek universe and shining a light on that. And I just think it's so cool that he gets his own show. So, like, he, yeah, he's like such a nice guy. And it feels like he's just having the time of his life. Like, yeah. just doing Comic Con with him alone was yeah. just yeah. He's so great. Yeah, gen-
1: he's so genuine. And Terry's yeah. that way, too. Yeah. Terry, I, I loved I, He was a mensch. And, you know, and, mm-hmm. and,
0: and. Yeah, I mean, and uh, our, our showrunner, Eric Kripke, is the same way. He, he listens to you. He incorporates things that you suggest. Not always, because, I mean, no. Right, obviously. Not, I mean, sometimes we, just as actors, have bad ideas. I understand. <laughs> but uh, the fact that he listens to you and the fact that you feel as if you can contribute, you know, and you you have a sense of say.
1: You know, there's so much fear that's in all of this stuff sometimes. And the most fun and creative times are when you don't have the fear and you collaborate, or it's a collective fear, and you're like, let's just jump off yeah, the cliff. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I have yeah. to say, sure. I
1: laughed myself silly <laughs> when... Bradward is going with the. I, what, what's Tony's character's name? Uh, Mariner. Mariner. Yeah. When you, she is on the space station, and you are in the car, and you are just screaming, and she <laughs> is driving, and then you go through the holiday. Yes, yes. The holiday thing. I mean, your screaming was that was so clown because you oh, see, you really, never, yeah, because you never stopped. It's like oh, it's like seeing the spider. You keep walking, but you still keep screaming. It doesn't. Doesn't. <laughs> do you know what
0: I mean? It is very clown. Yeah.
1: It, it, that was the part that I just oh, thank started you. howling.
0: It's funny with mm. that scream. I feel like I, it's this thing that I've kind of had in my back pocket for a while and I didn't really know when to use it. And then it just oh. kind of came out with, with Boimler and uh, it's been this like, I don't know. I, I, I've seen people online call it, like the Boimler scream. It's oh, like, how th- funny. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I, I, f- I remember I first did that in like a movie um, where the character lets out like a high pitched scream or something. Uh, it was this movie called Rampage. It was about like <laughs> gi- like giant a uh, giant ape, a giant uh, crocodile, and a wolf. Just <laughs> it's based off a video game. It was insane. But uh, my character screamed at one point, and in this, it was in my audition where it was like, uh, you need to do let out this high pitched scream because a gorilla is going to come crashing through a wall. And I remember being like, okay, and I did it in the audition. And I remember the entire like the walls were really thin in the room. And the entire office heard it, and I remember like the casting director had a really big reaction to it. She was like, "That scream is something." And then I, and then I uh, went through like the waiting room, and everyone was just like looking at me. <laughs> like, I did not think you screamed that way. But then when the movie came out, and I understand why they had to cut to like the big fun, you know, uh, special effects shot of the gorilla going through the wall. But when I screamed the high pitched scream it cuts to a wide shot where there's just like men, women, there's like everyone in this office. So like, it could be coming from anywhere, you know, it it, doesn't, but I'm really happy that I know that I know now that people know that that scream is mine.
1: Oh no, it's great because also it's the, it's the opposite of the determination that has you keep trying to do something until it's 100. Yeah, percent So yeah, yeah. it's the it's the release of that. That's why it's so perfect. It's the absolute uh, yeah, vulnerable. Yeah. You know what I, didn't I mean? Even
0: think about it that way. You're right. It's like yes, he's so ambitious but so scared. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That is such a. That is really. Fun. So
1: so um. Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings— which was your like go-to baby? Ooh,
0: uh, growing up, yeah. I, I know this is a this is a podcast with Trek people on it, Mr. but I mean, growing up, it was Star Wars. Okay, um, my son too. Yeah, if, if you had Tani on here, she would say Star Trek, thousand percent. Because uh, I know she. By the way, she's like, I don't know, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but she freaked out meeting you just because, like, that was her. She'll, you'll have her on this. You'll, you, yeah. she'll, she'll. She'll freak out the whole time on, <laughs> on this. But me growing up, yeah, it was it was Star Wars. I think um I think I had like a VHS cop like some sort of VHS box set of the original trilogy. Uh and I think I watched A New Hope like every day. I don't know. Some of my earliest memories. You're watching like,
1: it on, on your own home television. Yeah, I'm okay.
0: watching it on my own uh, TV and I'm just watching it all the time.
1: What are some when you were now go back to like we're talking childhood here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay um favorite <laughs> favorite first little books do you remember what your first book? oh one of-
0: yeah yeah um of course i mean, the Berenstein bears captain underpants was big captain underpants i think was my favorite which is interesting cuz it's like a, technically a superhero the flipping the flipping of the you can flip the page back and forth for the action that i, love I loved that. i love Sorry. that Sorry uh, no i love off. stuff like that it yeah. gets
1: you in a it, you're thinking 3d you're not thinking just you know yeah just it's the words. really cool
0: did you read The Giving Tree? Uh no. It was it was this book that I Maybe remember Maybe
1: you read it at school cuz I remember he said something about it. I, I remember did just know being it. very sad
0: for like me as a as a kid. It was like about this kid I might be butchering the story of The Giving <laughs> Tree right now. It was like about this kid and this tree. and The tree would like give him apples and then eventually the tree died. <laughs> the man Oh no. Or oh no, was it the tree was died the- or was it the man got old? Became a kid and then went to, I think it was just yeah, like death was on the table died. in yeah, the book death. and well. it wasn't great. It's one of those, for, that is an interesting thing, like introducing death yeah. to a kid. Yeah. The concept in a story, I remember just anytime it would come up, like, I remember when Obi-Wan died in A New Hope. I was like, what? So it's It eased it a little bit because Darth Vader like takes a swing at him and he just like disappears into his robe. A thing that... I have not seen in a Star Wars movie ever since. No. It's it's a very, I think he like chose to become one with the force, but it's just like he, he just goes like, it looks like he shrunk into like, and he's just like caught. He's tiny and he's in the robe. now. Like that's how it looks to me. You know, the Um,
1: difference of like some of the uh, Star Wars and some of the shows, even the boys, there seems to be sort of um, good and bad, good and evil. And I think that the difference in Star Trek, and it wasn't because I grew up being a fan of any of them, actually. Um, but Lord of the Rings I really loved. I yeah. read that, um, yeah, so I great. loved that, and that was good and bad. That's kind of the same thing. It's like, what will you do? But the thing about Trek that's so amazing is the science in it really is profound, yeah. and also it's about um, learning how to think. like taking the facts, looking at this, going back and forth, and you're not going to necessarily make everybody happy, but what's going to be the best solution based on where you are. Absolutely. It's that whole thing of thought that, that I didn't appreciate when I first you know, started doing it, but mm. I do think that's the difference because now my son has seen some Star Trek episodes and is like, hey, this nice. is great. You know? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but he, he, he didn't before, and he was a huge Star Wars fan, and he also, though, loved Lord of the Rings because yeah. we had read the book out loud together.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. I think, yeah. There and you the go.
1: BFG was a big one, too. Yeah. BFG. That was a big one.
0: Uh, with Star Trek, it's interesting. I, so I, 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 it's not like I wasn't a fan. I just like was way more into the Star Wars thing growing up. And Star Trek just didn't really come across my radar until um, Carl, Carl Urban's in, in this as well, <laughs> but until the J.J. J. Abrams ones. Yeah. And then yeah. I watched those mm-hmm. and I, I thought those were great in kind of bringing. Introducing this concept of this thing, uh, to younger people who had never seen it before, and to people like my mom who grew up with the original series, and right. Loved it, right? Um, so those were great. And then getting the job on Lower Decks, I, I, it makes so many references. I'm like, I have to watch, watch it, yeah, all of it. I have <laughs> to, I, I, or at least try. So you know, now I feel like it's been this journey of me becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger Trekkie. Uh, which has been, I've just, I've devoured TNG at this point and it's amazing. And I did really appreciate how it is about an aspirational future that we are all trying to get towards where we're, we're post, you know, currency, we're post, uh, any of the real human problems that we deal with day to day, but we still have conflict and we still need to know how to like resolve things. And you're right. Solve problems. It's about friendship. It's about how to work together. It's great. It's so like wholesome in in a way, and our characters grow as well. Absolutely, like they're they ensigns. You know, they they still need mm-hmm. to learn how to be. You know, people like Beverly Crusher or or Captain Picard, or they have to learn how to kind of be become better people so that they can be on the bridge crew. You know, and and what's cool is that uh, we do see their growth in every season, which I think is awesome. Yeah,
1: it is. Um, so how do you deal with privacy and, I mean, obviously, this is kind of a loaded question because how are you, you're not going to- No, that's fine. But I mean, how do you deal with privacy and fans and hmm. um, the different types of fans that you have for boys versus, you know, lower decks?
0: Right, and, right. Um, it's funny. I, I feel like I don't, uh, like in terms of privacy, I don't know, I do try to keep my private life private, um, but I think the fans for the stuff that I do, are generally pretty cool and pretty respectful and and nice uh, I love Trek fans in particular because they just I don't know they're kind of one of the oldest fandoms out there, so I think they have yeah, this kind right. of like chillness about them in a way um, and boys fans for a show that's so violent and you know uh, like the the equivalent of just putting a middle middle finger to Marvel or whatever like all the fans are very nice and kind and accepting. So it's like, it's, it's really cool to interact with them. And I haven't really had any problems in that way. I'll let you know if yeah. I ever do. But uh, everyone's been okay so far. I think it's just about, I don't know, just trying to keep your private life private just for you. Not like anything, not like you don't want anything out there necessarily. It's just like you don't want to give too much of yourself to the public.
1: I really am at a point now where I really enjoy meeting the fans because i sort of go oh well that's interesting mm-hmm. we're in this state and look at how many people have said they they work here and these are the jobs they have and look at the, the difference of this state you know yeah. some states you meet a lot of doctors and college professors and in other states there are a lot of people who work at walmart not that there's any judgment it's just interesting yeah, yeah people are just so unbelievably nice is the main thing i find but earlier when first starting i was terrified mm-hmm. uh so i was not really myself a lot of times i was sort of put on some defenses that yeah. of, of how i thought i should be and i think it's a different different energy now
0: yeah well also there's more like access now to uh c- celebrities or whatever maybe. I, I think like maybe that's maybe that's calmed it down a bit maybe. i think because yeah. it's like we can see them you know, I can see like all, all of my favorite actresses, you know, I, I could follow them on Instagram. Right. And just like, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm a fan, whatever. Um, whereas in, in, the, in earlier days, like if I actually, the only way I could really do that is if I like saw them on the street. And I right. think like, you know, if I was a huge, huge fan, I could go up and be like, oh my God, like you would freak out a little bit more and it, the energy might be a little bit more um, intense. Who just was the as, first
1: star you freaked out when you saw? Oh mm-hmm.
0: man. Uh, I. Because you must have seen a lot of them. I guess so. I I I get starstruck. Um, who do I? get? I don't know who do I get starstruck by? Like the first one I got like legitimately starstruck by. This is gonna sound. I don't know. This might sound like a, a brag or something, but I I oh, I got to it. meet Obama once, and that was. Oh, cool. That was That's cool. Crazy. Like it just. I think I just shook his hand. Like as as he was like. Shaking the hands of all these other people that came to like a fundraiser. Uh, I think I might have been there with my dad. And I think I might have been like, I've always been like a tall person. So I think I was in high school and I'm I'm like tall. And I think I might have been close to Obama's height or maybe the same height as him. But in my mind, he was towering above me. Wow. Like that's how, that's like what a presence yeah, he has. Yeah, that's you know? amazing. And that's how much I was starstruck by him. Yeah, because I was like, it felt like I was reaching my hand all the way up to shake his hand, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was big. That was big. Do you have anyone that you were like, wow?
1: Uh, yeah. I think the first time it happened, I, I, um, there's a thing called the Harvard Hasty Pudding Club. It was I was the choreographer, and so you, they had a man of the year and the woman of the year. Mm-hmm. The man of the year was Robert Redford, Whoa. and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid had just opened. <sighs> Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And because I was the only woman, I got to sit next to him at dinner. Whoa. And it turned out it was my 21st birthday. What? And so I just completely made just a fool of myself. I Mm -hmm. fangirled like crazy. I just wouldn't shut up. I... Just got way too overdressed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, it was like I wanted him to take me as his bride. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But his wife's over there at this other table. But it, it was just, it was just like I mean, it's Robert Redford. Robert Redford, and he was so gorgeous. And then to find out that he had been in Paris and studied stuff, and I had just come back yeah. from, from studying in Paris. I mean, it
0: was just this whole thing. That's so. Yeah. That cool. was my. That was. That's, just, I mean, that's amazing.
1: Um. So. So segue in here. When when were you like okay you were naughty and this oh man when was that like, as a kid like I yeah don't,
0: hmm when would were I, when you when, just really good boy yeah when would I get in trouble I kind of was a good boy <laughs> okay I, no 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 like that's I so good. I would but I think if I ever got in trouble it was just out of like stupidity or ignorance or I just didn't really I didn't really realize uh, what I was doing. Um. Uh. Like there was no I, willful. No, dis- I kind of had like a, uh, like I'm kind of like almost embarrassed about it, but it was like this, I had this thing. I didn't even swear for like the first, uh, uh, like, I don't know until I was like 15 or something. Because I, not that my parents were like, don't swear. I was just like, oh, I don't want to be that kid that swears. And I'm an only child. I'm not a middle child. I'm not like the youngest who kind of feel like they have to be like the good one. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm an only, I have siblings now, but this like growing up, I was the only child of that marriage. So I, I, I don't know why I was like this. I think I thought I was supposed to be like this or something, but I remember I would get in trouble. Let's say if, um, I mean my, the thing that my mom, I think kept repeating to me was she would say body awareness, which meant <laughs> Which meant I was I was just, I grew really fast. And I didn't know, I just wasn't aware of like what my <laughs> limbs were doing all the time. And I was like flailing a lot. And I oh, remember on more than one occasion, I'd be at a dinner table <sighs> and like trying to tell a story or saying something. And I would make kind of a sweeping <laughs> gesture across the table. And week to week, I was growing so fast that my arm span, like the length of my arm was like a couple inches different. <laughs> You know, cause it's like one <laughs> week it'd be like, I don't know, like here it would like go like uh, I don't know, a quarter of the way across the table. And then like a few weeks later, a few more inches, you know? So I think Hilarious. a lot of the times I would sweep entire like cups and meals off the table just while I was like telling a story just cause I didn't know where my hands were going and I didn't know how long my arms were. That's a clown moment right It's a there. big clown moment, yeah. So I, I feel like I just spilled a lot of things uh, <laughs> accidentally. I think that that's like when I would, <laughs> get in trouble but it was very much just kind of met with an eye roll there must have been moments where i was like having a tantrum or something or like what what kids do uh i don't want to say i was like perfect or whatever like whatever that whatever that is i definitely like acted out but i think it was just probably a result of me being like hungry or yeah 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 hadn't had you know i'm yeah. not tired you know like that kind I think of, having siblings or not stuff.
1: having siblings makes a big difference because i had an older brother and man we yeah. yeah i think it does well they kind of train like
0: the older brother kind of trains you right and like how to be in that or gets you know? gets
1: you in trouble or, or gets whatever you in trouble. i mean there's yeah. all kinds of things yeah. yeah it's
0: interesting i i grew up as an only child and then all of a sudden i had like, my mom adopted this little girl from china daisy she's 18 now which is crazy uh, and then my dad had uh, two kids of his own uh, with my stepmom at the time, and they're they're like sixteen now. It's crazy. It's wow. very very weird. And they're, they're twins, um, wow. uh, a boy and a girl. So it's like now I'm like this way older brother to these. You know, I'm thirty, so it's like I'm this that's way. Kind of cool though. Yeah, I feel like more. I feel more like a uncle. Yeah. <laughs> than Men- like an older brother sometimes, but um, mentor. I, mean, I love mentor. them. Yeah, they're, that's awesome. They're great. Yeah. They're
1: really yeah. awesome. You went to Crossroads. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes, I went to Crossroads. Okay. Well, no. no, sorry, I just laughed because I think it's—I <laughs> think it's one of those things in LA that's like everyone knows at least one person that went to. Crossroads. Oh yeah, that's where I—that's where I did my first play. They have a great—they have um, a great program, a Black really Box great Theater program. there that I just like. I, the first play I did was Midsummer Night's Dream. I was Bottom. Uh Such a great part. I loved it. Oh, my it was God, so great. So great. And I think that was like a lot of people asked me like. You you knew you were going to be an actor cuz both your parents were right and I'm like kind of no I, I knew I wanted to do something storytelling wise I knew I loved movies having parents as actors kind of made it seem like it was possible I didn't right. have you know I didn't have parents that are like that's ridiculous have a backup plan because right. they 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 can't say shit they're both actors <laughs> Yeah, they were kind of just like taking a step back, I think, and they just wanted to see them. where I landed. Like, I I think that that was kind of their strategy. And then I think they saw me in this play, and they they knew they could see like how passionate I was about like That's doing it. And they were like, "Okay, well, seems like it, the bug got him as well." So I mean, they it's were very they, cool. Yeah, you know, it's it's odd thing to say just because of you know where I come from, but I did find my own way. Towards it, and what I liked about it was it—I fell in love with it on my own.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopifycom offer. All lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
0: You know, that's that's, the best thing. That's the best thing. So I I feel like I I couldn't do this. It's too hard if you don't love it.
1: When you were little, who were your heroes as opposed to now when you're older?
0: (sighs) Man, Uh, like, (laughs) okay, there's a few people. I don't know why, but this, it really stuck with me as a kid. I think his name is Rodney Fox and he is a Australian shark conservationists i remember watching a a like a national geographic again i got most of my like personality from vhs's that were in my home as a kid so i i loved (laughs) like i really liked jaws and i really liked sharks and sharks were interesting to me because they're like terrifying but also like a fascinating creature you know in a way
1: we just had shark week here we just had shark week i know it was we just celebrated shark
0: week (laughs) It's like Mardi Gras now. Like we just celebrated Carnival Shark Week. Um, But it's uh, no, it was um, I watched this documentary, I guess, about like great white sharks. And it opens with the story about this guy. I think his name is Rodney Fox. And he was like a spear uh, fisherman in Australia. And he was like in a reef and he got like attacked by this great white. And it like took a big chunk out of him. And yet, despite that, he was like, no, we have to. Um, we ha- he's now like, f- I don't even know if he's still alive, but um, we now have to like fight for the rights of sharks and make sure that they're uh, they're taken care of because they are a vulnerable endangered species because we kind of vilify them. Uh, and I thought that was as a kid, even I was like, respect, man, just Res- <laughs> respect for. Taking a huge bite from a great white and then being like, you know what, wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna protect. Wow, wow, yeah, like him and like Luke Skywalker, probably. <laughs> like we like my my heroes growing up.
1: When did you start reading comic books? I mean, did you?
0: Oh man, well, I love superheroes. I I started reading these, um, and this is kind of around the time when I think Spider Man, like the Tobey Maguire Spider Mans, were coming mm-hmm. out, which I loved, and I love. I think Peter Parker is always. My favorite. I mean, he's he's, he's great. Cool. Yeah. Um. But I started reading. They they started releasing these like um maybe they've been releasing them for a while, but these kind of collections of classic issues of comics. So it'd be like the first ten issues of Spider Man. Uh. And then I'd I'd just devour that. And um, it was that Spider Man, the X Men, and this is all like whenever they first started their runs, like in the sixties or maybe even before then. I don't know. Um. I know that Superman goes like, away, way, way way, oh, way,
1: way, way. Oh, I back. read all of the Superman yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Batman stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now I'm, I read some Batman back then. Now I'm, I'm doing the voice of Superman in this cartoon. Right, right. So I've had to like really up my game and my. It's kind of like lower decks so where I'm like, okay, I have to up my. <laughs> I got to up my. And I, what what's cool about both of them is that they're both like shining ideals of what we want to be. And what I like about Superman is that. He is, he goes in and out of style. That's what I like about Superman. Everyone likes Batman. It's true. Batman is like cool and dark and gritty and oh, you're so fascinated by him and his psychology and well, his rogues Well, he's an gallery. anti-hero too, right? Yeah, and I think we like think, you know, it's yeah. like the whole uh, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker thing, you know? Right. But what I like about Superman is that the point of him is never to be cool. It's just to it's just do good. help us yeah, and yeah. do good.
1: That's a cool energy. And then I love the vulnerability. I mean, Absolutely. It, and
0: the, the Richard Donner Superman played by Christopher Reeve. Reed. Yeah, right. He's so good at that part. And I think it's because he doesn't do that like finger wagging thing of like, I'm the righteous one and you are bad. He's right. just so, it, even though he's an alien, he's so human.
1: Certainly you have much more complexity in the boys of who's, yeah. who's good, who's bad and what are
0: the lines. Yeah, we're really and, graying it up. That's a real. So who are heroes now for you? There's one, there's a guy, I don't know if I can say his name. So I, I did, I worked with Killian on a movie called Oppenheimer and I play a real guy, but I don't know if I can say who I play yet, but I. You can. Uh, no, I, I'm not, I don't know if I can say it out loud. No, because I Googled it. Oh, you did?
1: Yeah, it was out there. What? Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't, don't want to
0: like I don't want it to come out of my mouth. I I hear you. I hear you. But I did all right, but so you know but who I'm I talking about. I do know
1: who you're talking about, and I think it's freaking cool.
0: Oh, it's awesome. Okay. He is a hero of mine. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know that this is so sense. cryptic. I'm so sorry <laughs> for anyone listening. But I started doing research about him and I was like, oh, if he were still yes. alive today, we would be so much better off. I
1: know. I love him so much. Okay. So hey, by the way, I listened to Danny Jolies. Danny Joles! Oh, Oh my God. God. Loved it. Yeah. You know what I loved about him? Yeah. Was the, well, besides he's very funny. He's very funny. I loved it. Thank you for saying that, Gates. Especially the sex. It's one of my best friends, so that Oh, I loved it. I loved it. No, but I mean, the sex one was my favorite. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, he's But I loved the choice of the different spots. The surf shop. The yeah. barber shop. I mean, that was really. Well, you
0: see, you watched this whole special. I d- Hey, look
1: at this. I do my research, babe. All right. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, you did. No, um, Danny. Uh, Danny Jollis See, we. We. He's a guy. I still do sketch comedy, and we're in a sketch comedy group together called Sasquatch. Uh, and he's. I've so got to come see
1: you. All right. Well. So. When yeah. No. There, I mean,
0: when we're all we're all you know because he's a you know he's a working yeah, yeah. touring stand-up comedian. So great. Uh and I, there's four of us and we're all busy doing our own thing, but when whenever we're all in town, we do do live stuff. So That's totally. Yes. Very cool. Invite sent. <laughs> and I've been seeing him do stand-up since college. So, do you do you collect anything? Ooh, I I feel like I can't right now because I don't I I you know, yeah, I'm you in, live in I'm in my apartment. I feel like I don't have like the room to be like a collector, but like I collect like, you know, I've done con- conventions and um you know, I, little things that I think would be fun and neat to have in my wall. Like there's a whole episode of Lower Decks about a commemorative uh Tom Paris plate that Boimler is trying to get um Tom Paris to sign. <laughs> and so I have the Tom Paris plate, but it's I like animated it. in the or it's drawn in the Lower Deck style. Um I have fans have made at conventions they've made me like, you know, like Funko Pops that oh, they've yeah. made or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's been yeah. very fun. It's I amazing collected what they little do. Yeah, like Lego figurines of Huey or whatever. I'm I know, like, it's that, amazing. That's very, and they give them to me. They're like, wow. here, here you go. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. I'll definitely just put this on my nerd shelf for <laughs> do sure. Do you
1: collect art? Do you have art? Or what do you like? Uh um, kind of art?
0: I just, it's really just like movie posters. <laughs> it's not. Well, that's, what it's, that's yeah, what's wrong with it's that. It's Jaws. It's uh, Star Wars. It's. Scream, it's Alien, it's Oh Scream, right?
1: Hey, I worked with Nev Campbell.
0: Oh, you did? (laughs) I did an episode
1: of Party of Five. (laughs) Hell yes, fantastic! (laughs) She was so great. They were so young, all Uh, of them. She was such a she's
0: she's shining star. She's great. Still, like, I mean, it's not like I knew her before, but meeting her, I met her on on that one, and she is just like the nicest person. She's really nice, truly. Yeah. Truly incredible. Yeah, like I, I, I would kill to work with her again. She's awesome. Um, do you have you ever tried writing? I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do, I do write. I write sketch. Uh, but I am, it's kind of cool. Like right now, actually, I'm in the midst of. I finally found like writing partners who I really gel with, and they're they're people I went to college with, and I didn't. Nice. You know, but they live in New York, so I just thought like, oh, could this really work? So it's been like, it's been me and my girlfriend writing with the two of them. Uh, and we're like getting pitches together and and uh, writing scripts together. And it's been such a, it's so hard for me to write alone and just kind of write in a vacuum. I need to bounce ideas yep. uh, off of people. So that the, the three of them have been such a great like bounce board and, and such great collaborators. And it's just so fun. I forgot about this. Like I forgot what being in a group of writers was like. I, I did it in college because we had to write all of our own sketches and we had writers meetings. Um, who taught
1: I, improv? Do you remember? Uh
0: there was no teacher. It was it was just oh, a group of just, it was just it. a group of kids. Uh okay. but <clears throat> all of them now, not all of them, but like a lot of them are like writers on SNL. Oh wow. Uh, I remember working with like he wasn't in my sketch group, but he was in the improv group and we hung out all the time, the two groups. Um Bowen Yang uh was there. Mm. Uh Rachel Bloom had just graduated. She's like a crazy ex-girlfriend creator, star, whatever. Uh all that. <laughs> um and like just the the amount of people who went on to like write for SNL or write like their own shows it, it was it's been kind of a cool year of watching people i came up with really kill it
1: that is cool i don't know sometimes mm-hmm.
0: i like look around if i'm at like a thing and i look around and i see like oh i, I went to high school with him or i went to college with her and i'm like good for them man i'm just like it's, it's it's well awesome. I, some
1: some who sent me someone on twitter or someone said do you know that um Bill Murray kissed you on Saturday Night Live? And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I was never on Saturday Night Live. And they showed me a clip and yeah, it was me. I totally You were on down. Saturday Night Live well, and you forgot? No, I wasn't like one of the actors on it. I was in the audience and I had oh. come with a friend who was a writer on it and she said, let's sit here. And she was very specific about where oh, we were gonna yeah, sit. Yeah, yeah. And they knew he was gonna jump down and wildly and he kissed me, just big kiss on the mouth. Whoa. And I, you know, it was like I was like, wow! I had totally forgotten about that. Like, yeah. did not even remember that I'd ever been there live, watching on the Saturday Night wow. Live show. And that there is this clip that's around. That's
0: it. insane. I,
1: I wouldn't have recognized it was me but had you, it not the been sweater. the sweater. That was it.
0: You're like, I, you're like, I knit that sweater. I, I knit that sweater. Sorry. I know that sweater. <laughs> I knew that sweater. That's isn't wow. that true? Yeah, it's really. That's funny. gotta be. I mean, is that that must be insane? With like, I don't know, you, you being in the public eye back then and now the internet comes around and every clip of anything that ever aired is on there. Yeah, it's crazy, but also a great memory aid. When I decided not
1: to go to New York like all my other friends Mm -hmm. who were going to get managers and agents and do it, I wanted to change the world. No, I went to France and it was crazy. It just took me a different way. Yeah. yeah, So I didn't even try to do the Asian thing until I was in my thirties. That's great. I was directing. I was doing like experimental productions. I was like doing all this other stuff. That's awesome. And I was totally into it.
0: So I'm I'm a big uh, I'm a big uh, believer in like everyone just has like their own path, and you need to like embrace the path to the thing. Like if if you yeah you had to you had to be in France. That's so cool that you did that And, and and. you do what you do the way that you do it because you had those experiences and no one else can be that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that's,
1: I, I think that's, it's taken me a long time to get to that point of accepting that, but I think it's
0: true. That's the best, right? Isn't that the, I mean, I feel, You know I feel what, that if you about, go
1: with it, if you really go, this is who I am and it's not necessarily who I thought I was gonna, you know, the, yeah. the path I was going to take, but I have a lot of things to really be grateful for.
0: I think that that's the key. Uh, I don't know, so far I'm like, uh, maybe that's the key of life is just accepting where you are when you're there. You know, instead of yeah. being like, oh, I wish I was doing-
1: It's a waste of time.
0: It's such a waste, I mean, cause you're, you're, yeah. yeah. It's a waste of, it's a complete waste of time. Yeah, And you're gonna be all the better for it. I think that, I don't know. I think all the experiences that you have in a lifetime, I think add up to j- just being a, a very unique person, but also uh, people ask me in interviews a lot, like, did your parents ever give you any advice? truth is not really like in terms of <laughs> acting they kind of were like i'll let you do you know learn from teachers but something they did kind of say and acting teachers have echoed this is like just live." You, a lot of acting is just kind of living a life and having experiences and then bringing those unique experiences to a scene or to a show uh and so you can't just be focused you know like when i was a Younger, I was like, Oh, I want to be, like, be on sets. And they're like, I don't know if you want to, just be a kid right now, mm. have experiences. Mm. And that, like, all of that, all of those things will inform choices later on, which is what they were trying to tell me. That's not how they worded it, but I think it's totally, totally, totally right. true.
1: I, I feel that your generation and the ones, um, oh, that was like the meditation is going to end. <laughs> we're going to start our meditation soon.
0: Um, I have one here, but it makes a different sound.
1: I think, that's a little pathetic. This is very Mercury
0: Theater. This is very, (laughs) of course, going down the road.
1: I think that um, there's something about the fact that you have so many tools that you can use to create your own work. And you Mm. have so many ways of, like, working on Zoom with your friends in New York. Yeah. Which... People didn't in my generation. It was really yeah, that it is was really cool. like okay, you're an actor, and then if you're lucky, and if you're in the boys' club long enough, you might be able to direct or mm-hmm. something. I I really notice a huge difference in that now, and it's fantastic. It is great, yeah. You it, can have five careers if you want. You totally. know, in a way, you can do all these different things, and it's there for you. Yeah,
0: most millennials do. <laughs> we yes. have five careers. Yeah, I mean it's it's it is very cool. I I did love. I don't want to say growing up, but yeah, I guess growing up, I did this thing in high school with my friends, uh, who I'm still friends with. It was called Epic Fest. And it was a thing that we could only do in the time that we did it. Uh, it was back when like Facebook was kind of like the thing, you know, Facebook hadn't quite took that like turn towards, you know, people like TikTok now, or they they liked Instagram at a certain point, but Facebook was like king. Um, and there were groups, there were Facebook groups, and we created one called Epic Fest. And what it was was one week during the summer, there's four of us, we would split into two teams of two, and within that week, we would just uh film these like, we didn't really know they were sketches, but they were basically sketches, like fake movie trailers, <laughs> videos, we called them. Right. And we would just upload them to this group, and, and at the end of it, our whole high school was on this group with us, and they could vote on which team presented the best collection of videos. And it was so fun, because we would release them at the same time, so as we were like finished shooting, editing on iMovie or whatever, we would like then, uh, upload it at the same time the other team did and we didn't know what they were going to do. So we'd watch the other persons and every couple days it was like this thing. It was so fun. It was so cool. And I don't think we would have been able to do it at any other time. You know, like a Facebook group where most of the people yeah. watching it are just our friends from high school. Yeah. Yep. Like not, I kind of liked that it was about our school and not so much about like the world. We right. were just trying to like, we we would have like cameos from, you know, kids that were popular in our high school. And that was like getting Brad Pitt to be in the video. It was <laughs> right. like, you got right. Scott Cohen to be in your sketch? What That's are you doing?
1: So great. But I love that. I loved like yeah. creating my own
0: work with my friends growing up. And I think that, yeah, definitely we were lucky to have that technology Mm. at the time
1: well it really is that whole creative part is is just it's a process and it's so much fun it really is the thing you can rely on i mean i've always loved that have have you had an acting coach that you liked in particular
0: Mm -hmm. i've had a few um well nyu i I didn't graduate but what was (laughs) what was what was was great about it was i met a man named ted sliberski who he taught me how to audition i know how to audition Mm. because of him he I don't know. Really encouraged me at a time in my life where I, where I felt kind of like, "Oh, am like, am I any good at this?" You know. He's like, "You are. You just need to work on X, Y, and Z." And he he was able to distill it down to a, a set of parameters that I could follow. Hmm. And there's a uh, someone who was out here for a while, and I, now I think she's in North Carolina. But Warner Laughlin. Um, yeah, I've heard. She's. Of her. Awesome. She, okay. I work with her a lot on like the boys and uh, cool ev- everything I do. Basically, I'm, I'm going to see her tomorrow on Facetime. <laughs> she's That's great. Cool. Yeah, she's the best. That's great. Yeah. Oh, I got sorry. I got one more. Yeah. Uh, I'm just shouting out acting yeah. teachers, and I love it. Um, Kim Gillingham. She, she works a lot with like your subconscious. So it is Ooh. kind of like, it is kind of like that act is therapy. Cool. Yeah. It is really Wait, awesome. What's her name? Kim Gillingham. G i l l. Is she out here? I n g h a m. Uh. Shes kind of all over she's like traveling to different movie sets, oh, like okay, got coaching it. various like people who are way bigger than me, but she I think she's based out out of out of here, yeah,
1: see, I was really I'm very into dreams and remembering yeah. dreams. I think that even as a director initially, my whole feelings of whether or not I want to direct a play it has to do with kind of an unconscious I get strong, just instinctive,
0: yeah, she works with the directors too she does she really? yeah she <clears throat> she works with actors she's just kind of like a an Amazing person to kind of open your I, like, and I don't really ever subscribe to I don't know, I call it like wooey woo stuff. <laughs> I don't know, like, no, like, like woo, you know, no, no, but, no, it's, but it's not that, it is very, um,
1: it's your own mind. I mean, it, it, yeah, she like
0: digs into your own mind, she kind of incepts it in a way and and uh, just allows you to think character thoughts while also maintaining uh, who you are, yeah, uh, which is very, very it's very fun, cool. it's fun, it makes it very fun, uh, but yeah, she works with. Kind of anyone who is willing to go through her process. She's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, interesting. Well, it's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you for having me on. This has yeah. been amazing. <laughs> well, are I we don't... rolling? <laughs> We've been rolling. No, we, we're oh, going to no. start now. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we start. Okay, great. Fantastic.
1: Um, no, it's been great, and I, I'm just. So happy to get to know you. And, yeah, and, this was uh, amazing. It
0: was so great to actually meet you at Comic Con. <laughs> it was an honor for you to uh, invite me on. So thank you.
1: Well, no, I really like I really like the lower decks. I genuinely do. And I and I and then I, I get interested in somebody and I start to look at the other things yeah, they do. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and you know, it's cool. It's nice. I love
0: it. We gotta get. Uh, we gotta get. Uh, both crushers. We got to get them on uh lower decks in some some shape or form. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, to. I love my space son. I love yeah. him so. Much.
0: <laughs> I love my space son. I, I just do. saw your space son. I know you did. I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did the ready, ready room. room. He's, he's incredible.
1: Yeah. No, he's he's uh, he is he's he's a love. I I love him very
0: much. Please tell me you call him your space son. Is I that do. like is that a regular thing? Oh yeah. He That's
1: texts me space mom all the time. Space mom and space son. That's and so she's funny. my space <laughs> so mom-in-law. I mean, we do it yes! all the time.
0: That's so great. Oh, I yeah. love that so much. Yeah for years that's been going on. (laughs) My mom has this thing where uh, in her contacts for, it's it's a joke that we did together, but if I call her, it doesn't say like Jack Quaid, it just says first name, my last name, son. (laughs) So it comes up as my son (laughs) is calling. It's so funny. That is great. Uh, Yeah, anyway, (laughs) but thank you for having me on. This is
1: very cool, very cool. Um, And so I just to close this off, I want us each to do um, for the other one, a. Two lies and one truth, Ooh. okay? So you come up with yours that you're gonna ask me and I'll come up with mine.
0: Okay. All right. We might need to, we might need to cut for a second because I'm, I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna take me a while to get these. That's
1: no, fair, no, no, that's that's Always fair.
0: Okay. Two lies and truth about me, okay. Yeah. Um, and
1: I'm gonna guess the, um, the guess truth. I'm
0: gonna, lo- I'm gonna guess the truth. Oh, wait, sorry, is it, oh, it's two truths and a lie. Usually, yeah, but I'm right? doing it the other way. Oh, you're doing it the other way, okay. Two, two lies, lies and a truth. And and a I'm going to guess the truth. Okay. Um... Okay, I've got mine. Oh, wow, you're fast. Uh, okay, there's that. Um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. Um... Okay, I got that, I got that, sorry. Uh... And, uh... Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Oh, should I go first? Sure. Or do, do you want to go first? No, I don't care. Okay. Uh, you go first. It's okay. <laughs> your podcast. Um,
1: I can juggle. I can ride a unicycle.
0: Mm.
1: I can walk a tightrope.
0: This mm. is good. This is good because it's all within the same framework. Okay. Juggle unicycle, tightrope. I know you're a clown, so I feel like (sighs) juggling. Two of these are lies? Yep. Tightrope, unicycle, juggling. I feel like you must know how to juggle. But then again, (laughs) oh man. I don't know you that well. Maybe like maybe it's like that. That's the thing. Maybe you're throwing me off purposely. Like, of course, she knows how to juggle, but you actually don't. But you do know how to. I'm gonna say the truth is, you you can ride a unicycle. Yes,
1: I did it. Yes, he did it.
0: So you can't juggle.
1: I. You know, I learned, and I can't do it now. I yeah, just, yeah, but yeah. I can ride the unicycle now. I think and that's I way did, more impressive. <laughs> I did do tight rope. I could never do slack rope, but I did do it, but I couldn't do tightrope now. now. Mm, okay. But I, I still can do between unicycle. What's the tight and
0: slack, I mean.
1: Slack rope is one that goes like this when you're on, that's really hard. That's like, oh, yeah, there's you like know, a you curve tie it up to, to a tree. It. It's like they used to do it in the olden days. You just tie a rope
0: up. I see it's people doing it in the park all the time. so it's- hard. Yeah.
1: That is hard because you have two ways. It's bouncing, it's different. It can swing this way. Yeah, and then it bounces whereas the tightrope is actually that's the one I could do you you can really slide your foot it's about balance and you have something yeah. balancing yeah you have. I that. also did some trapeze which I loved but you have to have a big net and yeah, do that, yeah. You, know? you have to have a big net yeah, well you I got, certainly you, do that's what I always
0: say about trapeze is you have to have a big net I mean yeah yeah no that's uh you have to you literally have to or else I don't know um okay Mine are all jumbled, but here we go. All, all right. right. Uh, so there's um, one.
1: There's one truth, two lies. One
0: truth, two lies. Uh, let me remember them. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh-huh. Uh. And. Okay. Great. All right. Um. These are these are all very different. Um. Okay. I have been uh to. The movie theater in the Obama White House. I have been in a canoe that has capsized on the Yellowstone River. I was in contention, maybe like third place, uh, to the part of Cyclops in the rebooted X Men movies. So you could have just been
1: doing a really good acting job when you kind of- Well, left. I purposely looked away from you. <laughs> so yeah, that was- I was noticing a that couple of things. I was like, for
0: all three, I'm gonna look away from her. <laughs> it
1: was just- So that was my you did thing. Kind of, <laughs> you did a kind of like laugh with the canoe thing. The Obama thing that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know why you'd go down for the movie in the White House unless you were showing him something or he, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, The last thing, Cyclops. Man, I just would not see you as Cyclops. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say no. Well, I didn't get it. (laughs) Oh, you did, but you
0: were up for it. No, 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 that was a lie. No, that was a lie. That was a lie. You you, you immediately No, I wasn't anywhere close.
1: (laughs) That was the lie. Okay. I never,
0: I never even auditioned, (laughs) but that was a lie. Yeah.
1: So the truth is, the
0: canoe. You're right. Yeah. I knew the canoe. I was like, this is going to be very specific because it's like Yellowstone. Well, River. you laughed. You did. I see, know. I, see, that's where I tip my that. But you see, hand. but
1: I said he could just be such a good actor. I know. Just, like, no, that he's was he's that manipulating. Was the truth. Where were you?
0: I was in Montana. I was Ooh. with my dad. Uh, and we hit like an underwater. It's like maybe it was like Father's Day or something. We were like fishing on a canoe and going down the Yellowstone River and we like hit an underwater log or something. And like the canoe went like, like you know how the Titanic sinks where it like it's on its side and goes up? Yeah. It, that's it. That was it. Wow. Like where it just went like up and I, I heard my dad go, oh my God. And then right after he said that we went in and I'm like eight years old and we're, we're both wearing life jackets, thank God. And he like grabs the canoe, grabs me, gets us like back in the boat. And then we're, now we're on this like different path in the river. And he, like, we, we, we keep going down. And then we realize, like, oh, the water kind of drops off in front of us. And there's, like, a little, like, waterfall. So oh, we like go over line. a waterfall. Uh, and we go back in. My dad, again, grabs me, grabs the <laughs> canoe. Uh, and we go, like, up this embankment. We find this, like, house. We straight up break into this house just to get a phone. This is, like, before, like, you know, I think maybe his cell phone either got wet or it was, like, before kind of where you just have a cell phone with you. Um, on a fishing trip uh, so we like called for help basically that's all we did in the house we didn't steal anything
1: <laughs> oh god hilarious family stories are the best
0: yeah, well anyway it's a, it's a, that's a thing. thank you so much thank it is a pleasure getting to know you more blast. I
1: hope we just keep keep uh, you know saying hi at conventions oh yeah and, uh, and so we'll see you at our
0: next convention fantastic see you at the next con thanks right. Gates this yeah. was awesome thank you bye thank you alright thank you so much for having me this was such a blast
1: Yes, okay. I admit I could have asked many more pithy questions, but I was fangirling, okay, as I told you. I was aware of his Hollywood connections and I think I got a bit shy. After all, I'd only met him for 10 minutes at the San Diego Con and just fell in love with him. So I blurted out, I'd love to get you on my podcast. He said, I'd love to, when? That is who he is. Don't be too hard on me. I must admit, I love this next next generation so much. It makes me smile to know the good hands the franchise is in with Jack Quaid, Tawny Newsom, and Ed Spolier's. Thanks for listening, folks. I'll see you again soon for another episode of Investigates. Who do you think you are?